Hey, welcome back to Crimes and Closets. This is Beth in my closet in North Carolina. And this is Christy in my closet in St. Louis. Hello, my friend. Hello. How are you? (laughs) I'm very good. We are just, when this drops, coming back from my birthday trip. And I know it's going to be so much fun, so I'm going to say we had a blast. (laughs) (laughs) We're recording before we go, so we don't know what's going to happen. Nope, (laughs) can't tell you where we've been. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why can't we? Because we don't know where we're going. I'm saying like where what the places we were. Oh, well, we're, we went to Nashville, are going slash went to Nashville. So yep. it's going to be I'm, fabulous. I'm very excited. Right. We're all very excited. So I'm sure you were blown up on your feed. I know. You guys, <laughs> if you did not like look at our stories over the weekend, you are out of luck because mm-hmm. I know they're going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like we're talking in code. I know. <laughs> All right. Um, another thing really quick while we have your ear here at the beginning, the case that we're covering today had an update on it since we recorded. So stick to the end because I am going to just do a really quick update of something that just came down the pipe um, in the last couple of weeks. So don't okay. miss that. Don't yeah. fast forward or, you know, finish the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the way past tagline. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to just put it right at the end there real quick. So there's that. What other business do we have? The uh, other podcasts we're going to be on? Well, that's right. So my college, Marshall University that I went to, has a podcast called Herd. The Herd. One of the Herd or something like herd, that. Yeah. One of the Herd. And they interviewed Christy and I for their podcast. And we talked about our podcast and it was a really long time ago. I think it was in like April or May. Yes. April that we did it. That's what I'm It was a long time ago. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what we talked about, honestly, but. (laughs) Our favorite color, I think. (laughs) I do remember we got like rapid fire questions like about you. um, Right. Questions. So anyways, if you guys care, you can go and listen to that. They're super nice. people. And it was like really fun to be interviewed for it. So that comes out tomorrow. One of the herd, H-E-R-D. Yes. There you go. Let us know if you listened. I'm going to have to listen because I don't know what, I don't know what we talked about. So. Well, we can also put it um, probably in our link tree. Like put a link to it. that's true. We will do that. When they, when it drops and also like a reminder on social. Yeah. I'll post something about it. So yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. That's a wrap. That's a wrap for me. I don't have anything else. Okay. Well, you have a crime. (laughs) I do have a crime. So if you stay tuned here, that comes. Okay, my friends. <laughs> this case is brought to you by listeners Stacy and Katie Kresge. It's a mom and daughter. Oh, well, hello. Yes, Stacy and Katie from Munster, Texas. Hey, y'all. Yeah. I love What's the up? Texas. <laughs> I, well, you love cases from Texas. Is this also a case from Texas? Correct. Oh. It is a Texas case. Okay. And I am going to go ahead and warn you that this case is tough. It is disturbing. It is frustrating. Mm. But it is an important case to cover. So I hope 
the glass of whatever you are drinking this morning is very large. Go ahead and take a sip. This one is, is it a doozy. A it is. Well, sort mm-hmm. of. Sort okay. of. I was going to say. It's a doozy. It's a doozy for sure. And here we go. This is the story of Caleb Deal. Don't know that name. Okay. Caleb Ray Deal was born on March 15th, 1997 in Nakona, Texas. Nakona is a small town. It only has about 3,000 people. It is in northern Texas, and it's right near the border of Oklahoma. Mm, okay. So you know the top of Texas has an L? Mm-hmm. It's like in the, the top part of the like horizontal L. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Right on the border. That's right where Oklahoma is. Caleb's parents are Chad and Tammy Deal, and he is the youngest of five children. Mm-hmm. He has three older sisters and one older brother. Caleb is described as fearless and fun. He is very friendly and sweet, and he and his family are extremely close. He's a total cutie pie. Super mm-hmm. cute. He has strawberry blonde hair, big bright blue eyes. I feel like he was like a real catch in school. Oh, he was cute. I'm also the baby of a large family and we're just awesome. <laughs> baby just I'm the baby, not of a large family, but I'm the baby. Baby's <laughs> right. <awesome>. Baby <laughs> The Deal family was also pretty close with another family, the Howards. So Ricky Howard and his wife were friends of Caleb's parents. The Howards had three children that were, some of them were the similar ages to the Deal children. And their families would do things together. They would go on whitewater rafting trips. They would get together for barbecues. All in good Texas fun, I imagine. Mm -hmm. So Ricky Howard was the president of the First National Bank in a nearby town, and he did really well for himself. He had some other businesses. He worked in cattle, farming, oil wells. Sounds very Texas. Right. Mm -hmm. He also owned several properties. He was a successful man. However, in 2007, Ricky found himself in a little bit of trouble with the law, and he was arrested and charged for bank fraud. Oh. And aiding and abetting. Do you know what that is? Yeah. Isn't that like if you like hide a convict or something or like you help somebody get away with something? Yes. It is when you knowingly do something to support someone else's criminal activity. Mm-hmm. So Ricky got in trouble for this in the bank world. Mm-hmm. And he pled guilty and served 46 months in prison. So he lost his big banking job, but still had the other businesses and his family ran them for him for a while while he was in the clink. (laughs) So when he got out in 2010, he was cool. He still had these other businesses. They were still successful, whatever. The families remained close despite Ricky's little brush with the law. Mm -hmm. And when Caleb was in middle school, he began doing odd jobs for Ricky. So he would help out on the farm. He would do things on his property, things like that from a young age. And this sort of like part-time gig kind of continued on into Caleb's high school years. So he had a bit of funny money. He was able to buy a car, you know, just like this family friend who's helping him out, whatever. Mm -hmm. During Caleb's later high school years, he actually moved in with one of his older sisters in Grapeville, Texas. 
Okay. Which is like 70 miles from Nakona. It's not clear why he moved, but based on everything that I read and saw, it doesn't seem like anything bad happened, like that there was a riff or anything like that. But I, I don't know why he ended up moving with, in with his sister. Okay. It's reported that he would really frequently go back to his mom's house. He would stay there sometimes. So their relationship was still good and continued. So if it was anything like me, when he moved out, he would go back and have his mama feed him and do his laundry. <laughs> That's what I did when I moved out of my parents' house. So. so let's start this story in March of 2015. Caleb had just turned 18 years old a few weeks prior, and he was just a few months away from graduating high school. Caleb planned after graduation either to move to California or Colorado and just spread his wings. It's not quite clear in the research whose house Caleb was at on the day that we are about to talk about. Okay. Mm -hmm. So some articles say that he was at his mom's house. Some articles say he was at his sister's house. So I'm not sure. I think the confusion confusion comes from like, does he live with his mom? Does he live with his sister? And maybe it just said home and they're assuming that's with mom, Mm -hmm. but it actually was with his sister. So I'm not sure, but regardless. Isn't it interesting when you find those discrepancies in articles, like you you figure like people are writing articles based on a report or something, right? an address or something. I don't know. I find it interesting because I found that with certain cases and you're just like, well, how come we don't know which one he's at? Right. It's true. (laughs) And people come at us and it's like, we can only report what's reported on. But so Mm -hmm. that's why I'm pointing it out is that I don't know. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday, March 30th, 1997. No, just kidding. 2015, not 1997, 2015. Caleb said to his sister, his mom, we don't know which, that he was going to visit a friend. Apparently, this friend was someone they knew. So, cool. He goes off. It's Sunday. He was acting totally normal. Nothing unusual. Goes to see his friend. There was a possibility, I think, that he had mentioned that he may stay at his mom's house that evening. But he said either way, he was going to be back the next day because it was Monday. He had to go to school. He had an interview for a job. He was getting a new job and he had an interview for it. So he's like, I'll be back. I'll see you later. I'm going to see a friend. No big deal. Mm -hmm. So at that time, Caleb's car was not running. It was in the shop. So Caleb borrowed a truck from Ricky Howard, that family friend, which was apparently not something that was unusual because he worked for Ricky and Ricky had extra things and he would help the deal kids out you know, whenever. Mm -hmm. So that night, Caleb didn't come home to his sister's home. So his sister, she didn't think anything of it. She just thought, well, he's probably staying with mom. No big deal. However, the next day, Monday, he still didn't come home. Mm. So she, the sister calls her mom. Hey, Caleb with you. The mom's like, no, he's not. He didn't come. He didn't come here last night. I don't know where he is. So no one has seen him since he left the day before to meet his friend. Hmm. So they kind of start to get worried. So they reach out to the friend that Caleb was supposed to go and see and find out that this friend hadn't seen Caleb and that they actually didn't have any plans to meet up the day before. So now they're really worried. Now they're like, well, he's lying. 
He lied to us and he's gone. So Caleb reaches out to Ricky because Ricky, Caleb worked for him and Caleb had his truck. So I'm sure they're probably like, Ricky probably wants to know where his truck is. So they call him and they say, hey, we we can't find Caleb. What's going on? And they wanted to see if Ricky had heard from him. Ricky tells Caleb's mom that Caleb called him and asked if he could borrow his truck. He said that he had met a girl and, Mm -hmm. and was going to Oklahoma to live with her and work for her uncle. What? So he like split. He was like, Peace I'm 18, out. I'm graduating high school, I met a girl, I'm going to go work for her family in Oklahoma. Okay, bye. Right. Does, <laughs> and tells Ricky this. That's what Ricky right. said. Okay. So the parents and family found this very odd, as do I, and uncharacteristic of Caleb because he was really close with the family and he had not said anything to any of them about this. Mm -hmm. Not any of his family, not any of his friends. He also did not take any personal belongings, nothing. No clothes that they could see that were missing, nothing. And he had plans the following week. Like he was supposed to have an interview for a new job. They were calling his cell phone. He wasn't answering his cell phone. He apparently was pretty active on social media, That was, you know, just nothing, Mm. crickets. So on Tuesday, April 1st, they call and report Caleb missing. So the police are like, okay, give me a description. What's he driving? All this stuff. So she tells him, well, he's driving a friend of ours truck. Here's the description of it, but that's all I have. And so they're like, that's fine. We'll call Ricky and we'll get the information. So Caleb's mom calls Ricky and says, I reported Caleb missing tells them the police are going to be calling you because they want to get the license plate number off your truck so that they can put out like a be on the lookout for it. Okay. But then not long later, Ricky calls her back and tells her, I found the truck. I found my truck. Huh? It's weird, right? Ricky, I'm not so sure about you. (laughs) (laughs) So it was parked in a garage in one of his buildings where it was normally parked. This is where Mm -hmm. he kept this truck. Inside the truck, zip tied to the steering wheel, were three $100 bills that Ricky says were not his. He did not do that. Zip tied to the steering wheel? To the steering wheel. Three $100 bills. The keys to the truck were like on a hook where they normally kept the keys. So like someone took the keys and parked the car and then hung the keys back on the hook where they kept the keys for the next person to use it. Oh, how nice. And we're in some tidy person and left $300. Right, yeah. The keys to the shop were in the seat of the truck and the shop was locked. Mm-hmm. So okay. the truck is exactly where it's supposed to be. The keys are exactly where they're supposed to be. And there's $300, but there's no Caleb. Okay. And I will tell you more about the weird suspect, suspicious stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting upset now. (laughs) Right after this break. Okay. Okay. So the search is on. 
Police are combing rural areas. I literally can never say that word. It's a it's a weird word. Rural. Rural. Rural <laughs> areas with dogs. They're interviewing people. They're looking through cell phone records, social media posts. They're making pleas to the media. Everything. No sign of Caleb anywhere. No word from him. Nothing. Now, they did confirm that Ricky Howard was one of the last people to speak to Caleb. Okay. Which he says was when Caleb called him and asked him to borrow his truck so he could go work in Oklahoma. Now, because Ricky is one of the last people to speak to Caleb and Caleb was in his truck and he has the truck and no Caleb, he's named a person of interest mm-hmm. pretty early on. Now, Ricky, does he denies having anything, any knowledge about any kind of a disappearance or anything like that. But he does agree to let police search his house and properties. So they do in May of 2015. Now, in their search, they find no sign of Caleb. Mm -hmm. They did make note that Ricky had a pile of burnt computers. What? That's weird, right? Yeah. So at the time, there wasn't really anything they could do about those burnt computers, but it was significant enough that they took note of it. Mm-hmm. Like they were yeah. like, that's weird looking. Why does he, why is he burning computers? Right. I, yeah, and he was like burning. I feel like if it was like from that, wasn't that movie, The Office, where they like pounded the computers with like a hammer or something? Wasn't yeah. Anyway. Wow. But anyway, or office space. Or he burnt something. them. Yeah. That burning yeah. is. The burning part is the... Well, he says it was really the only way he could dispose of them, but... Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, what they did do something about was when they found firearms on Ricky's property. Now, remember, Ricky is a convicted felon for bank fraud stuff Mm -hmm. back in 2017. So he's not allowed to possess any weapons. So this was a violation. So they arrested him on 11 counts of weapon-related charges. Ricky bails out of jail and awaits trial for those charges. Meanwhile, Caleb is still missing and Ricky is still a person of interest in his disappearance. But the police, they find no connection. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the story gets hairy. So stay with me. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to trigger you. Trigger, trigger. There's some sexual assault going on here. So just be aware. And I hope I convey all of this accurately because the timeline is wonky. Okay, so this is a small town, remember. And Ricky is a known person of interest in the disappearance of 18-year-old Caleb. There's lots of interviews being done with people who knew Ricky, Mm -hmm. who worked with Ricky in the past. And in December of 2018, a young man, a brave young man, comes forward who used to work for Ricky. He tells police that during the 90s, when he was 13, Ricky began sexually abusing him. What? Yes. Okay. He said the abuse began in 1996 and continued until about 2000. And he guessed that he had been sexually assaulted about 500 times during those four years. Oh, my word. Meanwhile, he's 13, 14. 15, like a minor, oh my a young man. Then another brave young man comes forward and says that Ricky 
also sexually abused him in 1994 when he was only 12. Stop it, Ricky. Literally. Gross. So I'm not going to say their names here because they prefer to stay anonymous. And I just want to respect that. But you are both brave. Mm -hmm. You are both survivors. And we see you. 100%. Yes. So in January of 2016, Ricky Howard is charged with four counts of aggravated sexual assault against these two unnamed victims. He again bailed out of jail and was awaiting. I know. That's what you shouldn't be able to bail out when you're a child predator. It's true. That's so true. I mean, multiple other things, but especially that. Right. (laughs) And he was awaiting trial for these charges, these sexual assault charges, as well as the firearms charges. So he's all wrapped up in the Mm -hmm. law right now. So in June of 2016, Ricky went on trial for the firearms charges. For possession of firearms. Okay. Okay. He pled guilty and was sentenced to five years in prison. So June 2016, he's in jail. He is incarcerated (laughs) for five years. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Still has these pending sexual assault charges for the two victims. And we still don't know where Caleb is. He's still missing. He's still gone. It's been months at this point. Mm -hmm. So by this time, the family is freaking out. Because they're replaying all of these years that they were friends with Ricky, that they did things with the family. And now they're wondering if it's possible that Ricky had sexually assaulted and abused Caleb as well. Mm. Also, where is he? Why is he missing? So they think Ricky killed him. Mm-hmm. He's done something to our to our son. Right. Did, did Caleb try and fight back and be like, I'm going to tell kind of exactly. thing? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So Caleb's dad even confronted Ricky at one point and told him, I believe you killed my son. Hmm. So Ricky denies having anything to do with Caleb's disappearance, blah, 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 blah. By 2017, two years after Caleb's has gone missing, his case is, it's cold. It grows cold. They have nothing. They can't, they obviously suspect Ricky, but they have literally no evidence, nothing to connect him. But then... Hold on to your pants. (laughs) Caleb's mom makes a discovery. This is the weirdest freaking thing ever. She finds a small handheld tape recorder in the back of a cabinet in a bathroom. (gasps) The tape, wait a minute, it's not even what you think. The tape is of Ricky Howard, okay? And he is asking himself polygraph questions. Regarding his sexual interest in young boys. Caleb's mom found it at her house. At her house. So so Caleb Rick- had it. Okay. It was of Ricky. Mm. My guess is that Caleb took this as proof. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like if ever one day I want to tell my story, here is proof. Mm. But we don't know. Why was it hidden? Why did he have it? Wait, first... Why did Ricky make a tape of himself asking himself polygraph questions about his sexual interest in young boys? Did he just want to hear how he would sound answering them? Yes. That that would be my guess. Right. But still, like, come on. Record over it. Like, okay, you heard it. Record over it. No proof. 
Not that Weird. I'm trying to give anybody ideas, but yeah, <laughs> so stupid. Lord. People are stupid. <laughs> Ricky is stupid. Yeah, Caleb was not. Nope, he was not. So the police, because of this, they're able to ramp up the case against Ricky, and they get a warrant for all of those computers. Remember all Ooh, those computers? Computer. They're like, huh. There was all those burnt computers. We made a note of that. So they're able to seize and search all of the computers that Ricky owned. Mm -hmm. In October of 2017, on a desktop computer located on Ricky's property, police found 300 images of child sexual abuse. Ricky is in some of the photos. Oh, my word. The victims are unknown. In most cases, but this evidence goes against Ricky's sexual assault charges. So they're like, man, this is amazing. He is clearly a pedophile. Right. So then in 2018, police find out that Ricky actually has more computers that are not on his property and they hunt them down. Gosh, so, how did he get all these computers? Well, <laughs> well, he runs a bunch of businesses well, and he is involved in some real shady things. So they find some computers that Ricky had given to some of his family members in order to help run his business while he was in jail. Mm -hmm. And they seize a laptop and they search it and they find more images of child sexual abuse. However, in these photos, they find Caleb. <gasps> no. So Caleb's family and Ricky's wife, who is now his ex-wife, confirm that these images were of Caleb and they estimate him to be between 13 and 15 years old. So these would have been taken between 2010 and 2012. Oh, my goodness. So remember, Ricky was in jail for the fraud charges from 2017 to 2010. And they believe that this assault, these sexual assaults on Caleb, allegedly, began in 2010, like essentially right after his release. So Ricky was still in prison in 2018 when mm -hmm. all of this stuff was found. He was on the five-year sentence for the gun-related charges. So police are just biding their time because they know he's there he is. He's not going anywhere. He's safe in jail. And we're just going to try to collect literally all of the evidence that we can because we want to nail him, nail him to the jailhouse wall. And he was scheduled to be released this year, 2021. So in February of this year, 2021, they charge Ricky Howard with a federal sex crime against Caleb Deal. He is charged with 15 felony counts that include indecency with a child and 12 counts of possession of child pornography with some unknown victims. Whoa. So here's the book. Here you go. Ricky went to trial in July of 2021, just a couple mm -hmm. months ago. Mm -hmm. And the mountain of horrific evidence was presented against him. Here's a twist. Hold on to your pants. Okay. Two days of proceedings took place. And then one of the jurors got injured and was what? unable to continue their duties. So the case ended in a mistrial. St what? 
I read somewhere that the jury fell down like a flight of stairs. Like during the case, like on like. No, <laughs> like in their personal life. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe they fell down the stairs of the courthouse. I'm just. Saying, oh well, work, I don't. I don't. Then, then, do they get workman's comp? <laughs> I don't. Sorry, know. I don't I'm sorry. know. <laughs> I didn't interview the juror okay. for for this episode. I apologize for Carry my <laughs> incomplete information here. Um. Okay, so the the it ends in a mistrial, but the same day that it ends in the mistrial, Ricky takes a plea deal. And he pleads guilty to enticing Caleb into engaging in sexually explicit behavior in order to take photographs. So. Huh. Okay. He is facing up to 30 years in prison, a fine of up to $250,000, and will be registered as a sex offender based on this plea deal. So he's agreed. I'm going to serve possibly up to 30 years. I'm going to pay $250,000. I'll be registered as a sex offender. But his sentencing trial is scheduled to be held literally anytime. Like later, later in 2020 is 2021 is what they said. So it's going to be anytime. So authorities also said, this is just a side note. I, I watched a, um, some interviews with some of the investigators that worked on this case. And they have said formally, like in public, that they interviewed multiple people that worked for Ricky and had interactions with Ricky and like throughout his life. And that they believe he actually sexually assaulted like five or six young men, Mm -hmm. but the charges can't be filed on some of them because the statute of limitations has already expired. Oh gosh. Why so <clears throat> why is they, there a statute of limitations on that? I agree. <clears throat> I this is a very frustrating thing. And I think a lot of times states and federally too go back and forth on it because it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, you know, there's people on both sides of the fence when it comes well, to Well, I that. know, but I just feel like sometimes you're not strong enough to come forward until a certain point and it so then at that point you shouldn't be told, Well, sorry, you waited too long. That's exactly right. Because if you're four or five years old or 10 or 12 years old, like you don't have, you don't have your voice mm-hmm. until you're an adult. And then they don't give you the opportunity to have that voice when you are an adult. Right. So it's unfortunate in most cases, I would mm-hmm. say. Now, sadly, authorities still to this day are not sure what happened to Caleb and his whereabouts are still unknown. No charges regarding his disappearance have ever been brought against Ricky Howard, but foul play is suspected. And everyone, including me, believes that Ricky was most likely involved in his disappearance. Mm -hmm. Me too. He remains the sole person of interest and Caleb's case still remains unsolved. (sighs) So there is a Facebook page. I told you this was a tough, frustrating case. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a Facebook page that's run by family and friends, and it's called Bring Caleb Dial Home. And there is a campaign searching for answers to his disappearance called Tell Us Where Caleb Is. So clearly this campaign is directed toward Ricky Howard. Mm -hmm. If Caleb is alive today, he would be 24 years old. He is six feet, two inches tall, 145 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes. And if you have any information into the disappearance of Caleb Deal, you can contact the Nakona PD. I will put their information in our show notes. 
I will also update you guys probably on social media on the sentencing phase of Ricky Howard once that information is released. Mm -hmm. Um, There was an interview done with the U.S. attorney that um, worked on the case against Ricky Howard. And I thought that it was a good quote. It's just kind of it just shows the frustration of all of it. And it says, Although much of what happened to this young boy remains a mystery, we know one thing for sure. Before he went missing, he suffered at the hands of a child sex predator. He was preyed upon by a man his family knew and trusted. Our fervent hope is that one day he will be found. In the meantime, we are proud to put the man who abused him behind bars. One thing that bothers me about this case and what I can't understand is why did they not make make it a part of the plea deal on the sexual assault charges that Ricky have to disclose Caleb's location. Oh, like they could have done that. And the thing is now it's after the fact he took a plea deal. So there's not going to be a trial. So Mm -hmm. nobody can ask him on the record. He doesn't ever have to tell now. So it's just a, it's a missed opportunity. I feel like they really should have, I don't know why they didn't. I'm sure it was discussed. I can't imagine that it wasn't, but right. Yeah. Anyway. So Caleb's mom, I saw an interview with his whole family and his mom said that, you know, they're happy, obviously that Ricky is behind bars and that he's been charged with something, but that there's still such a hole in their family. It's hard for them to take family photos because Caleb's missing and they just don't know what to believe. Mm Mm-hmm. What I believe or what I hope is that one day guilt takes hold of Ricky Howard in a way that he like cannot escape and that he comes clean and brings peace to this family. Right. Yeah. Also, thank goodness for these two, like these boys that came forward, the previous victims that came forward and like exposed Ricky Howard for who he actually is. Right. Because I think it was all they would have had was that uh, gun like possession of weapons charge. Exactly. Right? Yeah, he would. I mean, that's exactly right. So yeah. thank goodness that, that they were brave and were able to, to come forward and tell their story. Yeah. And well, that feel- is the story of Caleb Ray deal. Yes. So, um, gosh, I, now I cannot remember the names, Katie and who was the Sue, Sue, Katie no. and Sue. No. Stacy. Stacy Stacey and Katie. Liar. thank you so much for bringing that to our attention yes Um, and they're from texas so i would imagine that they heard about it just from being close by and in the area it it, it is a large campaign i will try to post some pictures of it but this whole tell us where caleb is there are those bracelets people put put it on billboards like tell us where caleb is so Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's a big thing in that town. It's a super small town. I'm sure that they are shook. Yeah, no kidding. It's a Gosh. lot of tragedy to happen in such a small town. So thank you guys for bringing it to our attention. Mm-hmm. And we hope, we hope, hope, hope that one day this family finds peace. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. That they find Caleb. My other um, question and thought is, can we start a campaign to freaking change that statute? I know, right? <laughs> like, seriously, like, can we, like, do, I don't know, can we do a petition? 
petition. I think we we could. <laughs> There's probably some that already exist that we could sign and like spread. Right. I don't yeah. know. But, that yeah. that seriously really got to me thinking about this. Like that 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 there is a limitation. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it frustrates me a lot. Mm-hmm, a lot of sure. times, you know, we hear a lot of cases of of particularly kids. Like it's one thing if you're 25 years old, still horrific, but and you can't come forward, you know, and your statute runs out. But when you're right. a kid, like you're a minor, it shouldn't apply. Yeah, right. Exactly. And so and and even if it's something that you blocked from childhood and then all of a sudden through something else, some other means, therapy or whatever, something comes up and you're like, but I okay, so that explains a whole lot of stuff in my life and I can't do anything about it. That's so true. Yep. That's you're absolutely right. Anyway. <clears throat> well, thanks for reporting on that. I know that was probably difficult for you. You're not. It was a tough case. Yeah. I think it was important. So, Mm -hmm. so, and thank you, Stacy and Katie, and thank you for listening and keep coming back. We hope that you keep coming back just because you like us, but also keep sending the suggestions in because again, they're always they're always good ones and probably ones, I don't know, would you have found that? I don't know. Maybe one day. I doubt it. I do look at Texas cases, I will say. Right. (laughs) It may have been a matter of time, but yeah. But we we totally enjoy doing it. And as long as we can keep up with them, we we will keep doing it as long as it's something that we can get enough research to make an episode out of. So, um, and even the ones that maybe we can't, maybe it will be like an episode that we can do. Okay. Here's the ones that don't have a whole lot of information out there, but let's get their story out there. That might be a good idea. Just came to me. It's a fun new episode. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so keep listening to us. And also, um, best compliment you can do is share us. So share us with everyone that you can think of. Just let them know we're out there. And always remember, the world is scary. People suck. Hide in your closets. Hey, friends. So after the recording of this episode on October 27th of 2021, Ricky Dale Howard was sentenced and he was given 30 years in prison. This is for the abuse and sexual exploitation against Caleb and the other young men. Although we're very glad that Ricky is being punished for what he did, the fight for justice is far from over. Caleb is still missing, and we all still believe that Ricky Howard may have the answers that Caleb's family needs to give them closure and put them at peace. So stay tuned. If there are any more updates, we will be sure and let you know.